Everybody. Welcome back. It's another show. It's another week. Mark and Brian are here to talk to you about everything that we want to talk to you about. First off, Brian, I know you're a longtime Whalers fan, so congratulations on uh, the transplanted Whalers beating the Bruins in Game 7 of their series. Of the I playoffs. heard about that. I heard about that. Um, and last night, the New York Rangers beat the uh, Ice Chickens in Game 7 of their playoff series. The Ice so, Chickens. Yes. Ice chickens. Pittsburgh Penguins. I call them ice chickens. I know. Ice, yeah. Uh, yeah. So now that means they match up against each other. Wow. Wow. Round two. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Whalers Rangers, for all those who still think the Whalers are actually alive. Well, the Whalers aren't. Yes. But uh, there's people that think that the Hurricanes are still the Whalers for some reason. Well, because that's where they moved to. Yeah. And and in their defense, they care, they do have Whalers night. They do for they some do. reason. Yeah. So, well, I mean, it's a business thing. Think about it. It's still one of the top. Yeah, if you can prey off people's right. stupidity, then yeah, go for it. It's not stupidity. If you like, it is. The team left you, and you still root for them. That'd be like like cheering for your ex girlfriend. They're not real. It's a sports team. It, if, if you got a divorce, it's nothing like throwing that. it out there as an example. I say this to people all the time. All right, you're married, you get divorced. Yeah. A bad divorce. She just leaves you, doesn't even like give you a reason, just walks out, leaves, decides, you know what, I'm done here. I don't want to be here anymore. So she gets remarried and is very like successful, gets very successful. And you don't end up with anything, you have nothing. You're just gonna, a regular guy, no nothing. I'm gonna poke holes in this. You still it wasn't the team. The team didn't want to leave. The town the team wanted to leave. The, the owner town, who owned the team yeah, wanted to leave because it wasn't That's the a team good wanting market. to leave. It wasn't a good market. It comes down to money, Mark. It's all money. It comes down to them not doing marketing correctly to bring the people into the team. Also, the team didn't win. They barely won. They were not. That's a on great the owner, team. not on the team. That's not on the, the town. All right. Let's, let's not argue. If you like what you like, I, who cares? You like wrestling. I think wrestling's dumb, but you like it. You enjoy it. It makes you happy. So there you go. If people enjoy the Whalers logo, which I think is one of the best logos in the NHL, so be it. Okay. So what? Whatever. What, what, why do you care about people's happiness? Because I just get annoyed by people who still root for a team that doesn't exist. Who cares? Actually, the Carolina does exist, so they're rooting for that. So, well, it's just that the, my thing is at the expense of the team that is in Hartford right now. They root against that team because it's connected to the Rangers, as opposed to supporting that team and then complaining that the, the NHL never come back. 
It's like, well, if you want the NHL to come back, support the team that's here. So you're just Show bitter. That support. You're just bitter that nobody's supporting the Wolfpack. No, no. That's what it's. I'm bitter that the, the of the way their fans that live in Hart, but in the Hartford area, yeah, that root against the Wolfpack succeeding, and then say that there should be an NHL team in Hart in Connecticut. Well, who who is rooting against the Wolfpack? There's people that are Whalers fans that root against the Wolfpack succeeding. But that's they want different. the NHL back in Hartford. But that's different, Mark. That that's that's those, what I'm saying. That's what people. I'm talking about. You yeah. can't change people. You can't. So those that's different. That's you know what I can change? The subject. And that is please, because what we're up to this week. Making no sense. How was your weekend, Brian? It was surprisingly a surprising weekend for me. <laughs> I can go into it now. Uh, my weekend. That's what we asked you about. That's why you're here. All right. Uh, okay. So as everyone knows, for the last before COVID, pre-COVID, a couple of years, three years. It seems like a very long time. I've been selling toys and com- my, my old collection and I've been doing the shows, the local shows. Yes. And because I'm selling my older comics, I've acquired other comics and I've been slowly going through my stuff. And I have I had like seven short boxes of comics I would bring to all these shows. So. um they range from a dollar to 50 bucks, you know, nothing spectacular, but mid not garbage. Yeah. Like $5, $10 comics. Yeah. I, I had a $50 Superman. I think that was the most expensive comic I had in there, but I had a lot of 20 buckers and all that stuff, but <laughs> anywho, not and, garbage. Yeah. It's mid tier stuff. Mid tier 25 cent bin stuff. No, no, no. Like, and it's all bagged and boarded. They're all good condition. Yeah. Um, all, I mean, my own collection, everything's backboarded, all in great condition. So yeah. if I were ever to sell it, I would get a good value. I would get a good amount for it. Yeah. So anyway, by 10 wide tag sale happened this Saturday, which um, over 95 people participated in, 95 households, I should say. Yeah. It was a great turnout. All the proceeds went to the Enfield Food Shelf. I think they made over, they posted on Facebook how much they made. They did a great job earning a mm-hmm. lot of money for a great cause. On um, the proceeds, you mean like the selling of this, being a part of the tax? Yeah. Like Mike, I paid 25 people. bucks. Yeah. So each person paid 25 bucks to have their name put on a list. Yeah. I'm saying like you didn't not. like what, what you sold didn't get contributed to the. the I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to confuse people. So yes. this goes on. This is the 10th year they've done it. And so you you pay twenty five dollars to the food, you donate twenty five dollars to the food shelf. They put your name on a, a digital list mm. and a map, so people can download it, print like it, it's out. published by the town, and right. Promoted. And they go and put signs out for you. Yeah. They put a sign at the end of your street and in front of your house. Yeah. Um. And now that money goes to the food shelf. Yeah. Um. The money you you make you keep obviously. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So. It's a different like, story. Yeah. So I'm gonna put out. A lot of my stuff I would sell at a show, plus household yeah. items, yada, yada, yada. We know how a tax sale works. Yes. I put out six of my seven short boxes, and I was selling my comics, buy two, get one free, because I w- wanted to just sell stuff. I just want to yeah. get rid of this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even two, three hours in, Mark. So this thing started at 9 a.m. This is not even 11 o'clock. This older gentleman 
long beard, kind of looks like someone who doesn't read comics, maybe. Yeah. Um, maybe a guy who works on trucks. He didn't. Yeah. Um, he you made pre-assumptions is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, pre-assumptions that I yes. didn't put two and two together yes. here. He comes up to me and he says, oh, uh, buy two, get one free. He looks at him and he goes, give me $400 for all of them. Now, I said, well, I have three shows booked. At $400, I'm losing out on the money I would make at those shows. And I already paid. I'm going to lose that money because I'm yeah. not going to have anything. So I wasn't willing to part with 400. Yes. And then he just looks at me and he counts the boxes and he goes, do you have any more? I go, I got one more box upstairs. I didn't bring down. So I have seven boxes. Mm. He goes, I'll give you $700 cash right now. I thought about it for a split second. And I said, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a hundred dollars a box. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Um, yeah. so I helped him carry down to the car. He was telling me he has a massive collection at home. He buys collections. He takes what he wants and then he sells stuff online, which mm. God bless you. If you yeah. it's, it's a tough market to do. Yeah. Um, especially online, everybody takes, they want yeah. their part of what you're selling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you're not getting that full amount. eBay no. takes a part. Everybody wants yeah. a part. Yeah. Um, so I was like, cool. He did. He did never heard of any of the shows that happened, which amazed me. Yeah. Um, I did tell him about him, and maybe I'll see him. But he he end up go. He ended up going to all the tag sales. And buying up people's collections. Uh, my wife went to a household. She was tag sailing later in the afternoon. She overhears the owner talk about this guy shows up and paid $150 for his kid's comic book collection. And then when he bought it, he had just said how he spent $700 on yeah. my collection. And my, my wife, Allison, said that was my house to mm. the guy. Um. So this guy was just gobbling up everyone's collection Saturday. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean I still have two boxes. Uh, I have a third box of stuff, of new yeah. stuff. Um, so I'm still going to be doing ClipsCon in two weeks. I still will have comics. I will have a newer stuff, though, and I'm probably going to sell it pretty cheap. Um, and I have tons of new stickers, and I'll have a bunch of stuff. So I... I will still be doing these next three shows. I will just not be dragging yeah, huge seven boxes, of, stuff boxes of comics with me. Yeah. Yeah. I was amazed. That was. That's a pretty good deal. I mean, I, yeah. Like I said to you when I talked to you over the weekend, I, I have some comics here. I have some comics that I can give you too. If you want to restock a little bit to get back to for the next couple of shows, I have some stuff I've been meaning to get to you and, I'll take whatever and stuff. So yeah, you got to, I'll take whatever. Um, but I mean, I, I was talking to my wife about this. She's like, well, do you want to restack? I go, no, that's what I wanted. I wanted yeah. to get rid of this stuff. The only reason I was taking stuff in is because I was already doing it. And I figured, yeah. well, why not? But now they got rid of it. I'm going to be down to three boxes and I will probably just keep it those three boxes. Yeah. And just slowly 
get down to two boxes would be ideal. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that was like, the dream. When I do the shows with Matt, like seeing these guys hauling in all these boxes of comics every time, it's just like, dude, you know, these guys fantasize about one day co- someone coming in, yeah. like, I'll pay you 5,000 for all this. Yeah. And they're like, okay. Cause yeah. we've heard stories that's happened to people. Yeah. I fantasized about that happening, Mark. Uh, yeah. Believe it or not, there were some days where I didn't make a lot of money, and I was like, "Man, it would be so great if someone just walked in here and be like, I'd just yeah. buy everything." And yeah, I'd be like, sure. So, yeah, like the old toys, I could get into doing. I think more than I could the comics because old toys, you can like they churn through quicker. I think than comics do. Yes, yes. And some more yeah. bulk like space. Yeah. Toys, whereas the comics, there's like you have to have a lot of them to make it worth. Right, right. I, like I said, I still have enough to make it yeah. worthwhile. My three, next like you're saying, whatever. like seven boxes of short boxes, even that'd be like four long boxes. Yeah, it's a lot of comics in each one of those boxes. You have to haul around everywhere to make anything worth worth your while of going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, people don't understand. It's like I had seven, and I was in. I was buying other people's collections for pretty. Mm. But the whole thought process is the more I have, the more I can sell because yeah. I have more, more to give to inventory. Offer. Yeah. Like, but if I have a small collection, no one's buying it, then yeah. I'm just wasting my time. Exactly. Um, but like I said, I, I probably just have newer stuff and I have collect like short stacks. I didn't sell to the guy. Yeah. And I'll probably do super cheap just to sell like dollar. Yeah two dollars a piece or something that's one of those things too like i've talked to the guys that do it at the shows it's like at this point it's hard to get into that group of guys that sell the comics because there's so many of them that have been doing it for so long right that they have like all the avenues covered like you're not going to come in and get you're not going to find new people to buy comics from yeah because they've already made connections with those people and they're already getting comics from those people or they you know, like, you know, at the shows, it works out to being just like dealers buying from dealers at one point. Sometimes. And it's just like, you're just yeah. one guy's taking stuff from one guy's booth. And then it just ends up at the next, at his booth the next time. And he, he's it's, selling it for more. Maybe. Yeah. It's just like, it's an ongoing, it's like a, but I mean, it's own another fish in its same neighborhood, basically. But it, in that, uh, in that regard, Mark, that, the last couple of shows have been massive. We've been getting a lot of people that are yeah. like into this hobby, yeah. which is great. And I, I mean, obviously Disney plus and MCU and all that stuff have really helped people get into comic books or comic book yeah. collecting. So, and I think we've, I mean, the last couple of shows have been phenomenal. Well, have the one thing like I, like I've had that conversation. I know I've had it with Matt and other guys. It's just like, I think the, another strange thing from the pen like at a, an added bonus unexpected bonus of the pandemic is everyone was stuck at home so people are looking for things to do to entertain themselves and i think they kind of found comics again like a lot of people found comics again because oh it's like i want to read but i don't want to read a whole book but I, I can read a comic I can do it out online, but oh, I want to get like my old, I want to get back into reading my old stuff and finding the old things I read and reread them again. And Right. Totally. Yeah. So it's like that weird, like a lot of stuff's getting that, like a lot of businesses are just getting that like revitalization of like the movies, uh, the movies. you know, the movies, like wanting to be a part of that again and get more back to normal kind of stuff. I think that's 
what's driving people coming to those shows and stuff. Yeah. So I think Clips Con will be really yes. well attended. This month. So let's, let's, yeah, let's give all the information out right now. Uh, like you said, the 29th, it's the Double Tree by Hilton. Yes. Which is in Bristol, Connecticut at 42 Century, Century Drive. Yeah, it's basically across the street from ESPN. Yeah, and there will there is a sign that says it says pointing here parking. It'll be a big sign. Yes, there's always a big sign up front. Um, there will be raffles every hour, uh, free coffee and donuts while supplies last, which will be quick if I am there. Um, and Matt from Free Lunch Studios will be there doing caricatures and uh, for commission. And yes. um, bringing a bunch of games and whatnot. And he will have, what will you have, Mark? His premiere. He'll be right? debuting his new comic, Brenda. Right. Who is a character from his Food Fight uh, comic, who he is spinning off into her own book, uh, which he'd kind of done a little bit here and there in the past. Uh, her first, I think, solo thing. I could be wrong, but I think it was just recently the Western Mass Zombies uh season program he did a one-shot story for her it was kind of like a la the old uh harlem globetrotters meet the uh scooby-doo gang from right. back in the day it was that kind of story where like the zombies came through town and met the and they were zombies of course so he drew all the different players as zombies and they like come in to play a basketball game against the local town team kind of thing Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, so they did that, but then he's has a whole, he's been working on this story. Like I think I talked about last week. It's been, we were, I talked to Matt since then, and we think it's been about four years even working on getting this published. So, holy crap. Yeah. So, he's been doing on his Patreon, on his uh, Patreon site, he's been releasing one page a week of the comic for a dollar. Oh, nice. Join his Patreon for a dollar. You get uh, one page a week. And it's all, it's a black and white one pages, but he's putting out as the hard copy comic at uh, CliffsCon, the first one. So there's going to be three covers that he's releasing that day. The standard cover, mm-hmm. uh, which is like an homage to an old Conan comic, a sketch cover version, and then, uh, which is another homage to something else he explained to me, but I don't remember what it was now. And a uh, Marvel-esque 70s Marvel type uh, comic version, which is a CliffsCon exclusive version. Nice. So, yeah. So he's going to have all those at the show. So he's very excited about it. I'm very excited because I heard about the story four years ago where he, we were at IHOP before one of Bill's um, mall shows back in the day when he was still in the mall. Yeah. Here at IHOP and Matt read me the whole story, but he didn't show me any visual stuff. Just read me the idea of the story. And I have not seen anything since. I've seen bits and pieces of like blocks of pages, but never seen a full anything, like nothing completed, just all like blue, blue line stuff. Very, like I told him, like, I don't want to see anything until it's done. I want to right. be surprised like everybody else. Yeah. So I'm very excited to see the finalized version of it. Cause if it's even a quarter as good as a story that he told me four years ago, it's going to be a really good comic. I'm really excited. It's it's an all-ages book, so you don't have to worry. Like, your kids can buy it. You can buy it. Anyone can buy it and read it. It's it's very it's very uh, fun, the story. 
It's very like fantasy esque. It's set in like a Conan type world. So that's cool. it's pretty very cool. Yeah, it's very Matt basically is what the book comes down to. So if you know Matt at all, you know who he is and what he's like. And the book is very much him. So are, are we going to have Matt Ryan on the show? I'm going to try to get him on next week because I know we have the shows the week that next weekend. Yeah, it's next week. So I'm going to reach out to him and see. If he can do it when we do the show, I know he's working now at a full-time job. So I want to see if he's available next Tuesday when we record. If not, then maybe I can record something separately with him or something like that. And I was going to say, you could record something and edit it in. Yeah. So that's, um, that's the other option. So I'm going to work on that this week and see what, what works best for him. Well, or we could record a show on Sunday if he's available. I'll, Sunday, I'll be home. If you're home, okay. We we could just record our show Sunday, and if Matt Ryan's available, then we can just do that. Could be our show. We could just <laughs> that's an idea. We can talk about that after the show. Right. People like to hear what what goes on. Behind <laughs> what we might happen. What might happen? What might happen? Random ideas that we never end up doing, like the You'll six show idea that we never ended up doing. You'll find out next week. Yeah. Um. We've had all these grand plans for episode six hundred and. That didn't come to well, so. kind of COVID and yeah, COVID reared its We kind of got. I would love on that one. So it's it's also hard because nobody. It's hard to get everybody's schedule together. Yeah. Um. I mean, going to the movies. It was just you, me, and John. Yeah. Like Rocky couldn't. He had to work. Um, yeah. Hustle. He forgot what day it was. He had he jury duty and then thought that it was the same day as jury duty and then it was even close to the same day and then yeah, couldn't remember how to get that the Enfield movie theater even though he lives two blocks from it. So it was a lot of work. It's, it's a lot, lot of work. work. It's a lot of work. So I've given up. Dan was off like, in the middle of somewhere on some... I would like to do a game of some sorts in the studio journey. for me. Yeah. Maybe we could do 650. Yeah. No. And there's so many things happening, good and bad, right now that it yeah. probably is not a good time anyway. Yeah. Uh, but let's. I let's, had stuff happen that threw what French in the works. So. What? I had stuff that threw wrenches in the works too. And, right. Right. So six fifty. Yeah. Let's plan on that. Maybe. We yeah. Can do something special. That sounds like a plan. Maybe life will be better for all of us. Hopefully. If, if down the line. Yeah. Um. I do have uh, one thing. Oh, by the way, my weekend was good too. Just kidding. What? I was going to ask you. I had one more thing and I was going to. Oh, oh, you had one more thing. Like one story that you were going to go into for news stuff. No, no, no. Oh, okay. One more thing. Was what was your one more thing? I was going to say I finished Letter Kenny season eight, ah. which was fantastic. International Women's Day. No, that's the end of season 10. I finished season eight. Season oh. eight ends with, with Katie, the guy. Oh, yes, yes. Katie um, and Dirk Bentley. Yeah. Him, I'm not going to ruin it. Watch it. Fantastic ending. And then I watched the first, the opening episode of season nine. Those were my favorite episodes of all time. Yes. That episode was freaking fantastic. The rap in the beginning was so freaking good. Yeah. So I love it when all the characters are together and they're yeah. all having, they're all eating uh, at a diner. Yeah. I don't know why you don't see them all together that much, but when they do, I don't know. There's just, yeah. it's, it's very special. Um, 
and the guy comes in and they're like trying to start the fight with him and they're like the americans yeah talking great. back to him and giving him different things it's, oh, oh my god they're trying to confuse him with words so well written so well written it's amazing to me the writing in that show so freaking good um it's the only show i care about watching right now i mean i'm not watching anything else really i thought about it like yeah. over the weekend because it was just like one of those weekends and i was like I kind of want to, like, I'm going to restart watching it again because I can't think of anything else I want to watch. I just want to get back into it. I'm going to start from the beginning and just still go into it again. Yeah. I mean, sure. Yeah. Until the end of the month. Starts next week. aired this past Friday in Canada. Canada. Yeah. First two se- the first two episodes came so out. That means I think we're going to get it week to week. So we might get the first two episodes and then. The 27th. Yeah. Yeah. So that's great. First um, episodes of that. First two episodes of Obi-Wan. Stranger Things. Yeah. Good thing I don't have any plans that weekend. <laughs> That's gone. What else? It's Memorial Day weekend? Yeah. I, I got nothing going on. I got plenty of time. Uh, well, I feel I like you know, have to I'm watch be, it all at once. I'm going to be, I'm going to need another one of those weekends from a weekend. That's going to yeah. be Seriously. Um, Oof. That was the only thing I wanted to say. Uh, Mark, how was your weekend? Anything worth of noting? Actually, yes. On Saturday was the first race of the Northeastern Champ Kart Series, which is my kart series I own. Our first race of the season in Londonderry. So my brother and I drove to New Hampshire Friday night to get the track set up. Just banners and stuff, hang up stuff, touch base with the track owner and stuff like that. Uh, Stayed at probably my worst uh hotel choice i ever did ever i stayed at a super eight oh in manchester they're bad yeah well yeah you live and learn you live and learn i i feel like i slept on a brick and i'm still feeling it on today i woke up yesterday and i feel like my hip was falling out of my body and today the same thing it's just that it's not a good sleep on set on friday night did you bring your own pillow I did not. I never do. I you never should, do. because those pillows suck. Yeah. They suck. Yeah, they were terrible. Horrible. But I could have brought my own bed, and I still would probably would have. Yeah. It was... As soon as we walked in the room and realized there was no closet in the room, we knew we were in a... We'd made a I'd made a bad choice, so... If the bathroom is in another complete... If down the hallway, you made a bad choice. Yeah, that's, that, that would really have been bad. But, I mean, it was one night... Yeah, it did the job, right? Spent a total of like 10 hours in the room, so it wasn't like that big of a deal. But now, what was the breakfast like? There wasn't one. That's the sign of a bad place. <laughs> I usually, I, you could, and Claire and my brother and everyone will tell you this, I usually make sure every hotel I stay at has a breakfast. If it doesn't have a breakfast, I will never book it. But you did. But this one I decided last minute to go up on Friday. So I just went with the cheapest one I could find because I was yeah. like, I'm just going to sleep there. I don't care about anything else. And I knew there was a Duncan right outside. So I was like, I'm good. So, yeah. So we had the race on Saturday. We had a lot of carts show up, which was awesome. That's it was good. a rough day. A lot of accidents, a lot of craziness. Carts flipping over. Oh, wow. Yeah, we had four carts flip over. It's the fastest track that we race at all year. So that's why I put it first to kind of get out of the way. So I get my stress out of the way, eat early instead of thinking about it until the end of the season. So, but no, we did, it was good. It ended up 
all working out. Uh, so, yeah, did that Saturday. And then yesterday we had a thing for my mom, which I don't think I've ever actually talked about on the show. I tried to, I think, weeks ago. Right. Uh, unfortunately, my mom passed away end of April now. Yeah. Last week of April. Yeah. Easter. So, it was right around Easter time. Day after, like two days after Easter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, we did a thing for her yesterday. We spread her ashes at her church and all that. Uh, so, so yeah, so that was yesterday. So that was a rough. Right. Rough day. I saw your post on Facebook. Yeah. It sounds, it sounded like it, it was a great day for it. Yeah, it was nice. That was the one good thing. It's, yeah. I, and I said, as we were doing, as we were spreading our ashes, my sisters bought a butterfly bush that we put in the back of the church and put her ashes behind that. She loved butterflies. So I said, I literally had a dream Saturday night that we were doing it. And I, it was all set in like a Seinfeld feeling. Like, the, you know, the aesthetic of Seinfeld, like the very kind of like, you know, you're in a studio set, but it's all kind of acting like it's yeah. not a studio set. And that the wind blew as we were putting our ashes down and it like went all over everybody. So. Well, that's the end of that's in, uh, the Big Lebowski. Oh, is that what it was? I knew it was from something, but I couldn't remember what it was from. When he it was all set, it was like, throws like Johnny's ashes. Yeah, that's right. He flies right back, back and hits yeah. the guy right in the face. Yeah, John Goodman. That's right. Yeah, but I knew it was from something. But yeah, so it was like that. But then it had like the Seinfeld like music right afterwards, like. <laughs> So and I even said that when we were doing it, I'm like, I had a dream last night that everyone got this right back in their face with the wind blows. But that but didn't happen. But that it didn't happen. happen. Okay. That would have been that'd have been a story. That'd been a story to tell. But yeah, yeah. But no, we did that. Then we went to Lulu's, which is like the consummate Enfield thing to do, I think, after a family event of some sort. You Weddings, graduations, yeah. Lulu's. You go to Lulu's, Lulu's or Figaro's. It's one of the two. So right. I'd much rather go to Lulu's, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lulu's is option A, Figaro's option B. Right. They're all they're both great restaurants, and I will suggest both of them because we did Figaro's for my uh, rehearsal dinner. So. Yeah. But yeah, so that was yesterday. But no, so yeah, and in June we're gonna do a celebration of life, get together, cookout, hangout thing instead of like a full on like ceremony thing. So. Yeah. You know. Mom would have wanted stuff not super formal. She was not into the morning, like sadness thing. So, yeah, you know, trying to make it light, trying to make it not so somber. I guess I like the whole celebration of life thing. And there's a few other people that passed away that are doing similar things. Yeah, and I, you know, I told Allison, I go, when I die, just have a party. I, yeah. don't, I don't want people going to a funeral, being sad, and which my mom would want. That. She yeah. like loved doing the memorial. She loved when I did the Memorial Day parties at our house, right? My parents' house. She loved when we had your graduation party at my parents' house. Yeah, yeah. She loved that. She loved having everyone around, having a good time. Yeah. Basically. And she would used to say it. The only time she would very rarely swear. She loved when everyone was hanging out, shooting the shit, kind of thing. You know, not yeah. she would say that because she would never say that shit word but she loved right. when people just hang around telling stories 
laughing about old times and different things and yeah so that's what she would want so that's what we're going to do yeah so that's a good thing i think that's a good way to go and i think your yeah. mom would love it and yeah those are i uh, some of my fondest memories uh of my 20s and early 30s were yeah. replace yeah um you know so totally yeah it should be a good time yeah as um, i as I was joking with my relatives yesterday, because I had multiple of them asked, well, is Brian not coming? I was like, no, we kind of kept it to just the family. I was like, I, I thought, I thought about, about it. I'm like, I was like, I thought that'd be weird. I don't want to like make it weird. Well, the thing is you invite one person, then you feel obligated. That's to what I said. Others. I said, I felt like if I invite Brian, then I got to invite John, then I got to invite this one, and I'm going to turn the whole thing, and then their wives come, and you know. That's why we're doing a thing in the fourth, so everyone can come to that and right. do that kind of thing. Yeah, but, celebration of life is going to be where it's at. Yeah, but even my my relatives all know the running joke of my mom had two boys and then adopted seventy other boys and girls. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So it's very yeah. so happier things. Let's talk about um, happier things. All right, let's let's transition. Uh, how? But let's try. Okay. Well, last week we didn't touch upon Halo, and the finale of Halo is to, is this week. Is it really? Yeah, the f- episode nine. It's only nine. Episodes. Was ten episodes. No, it's only nine. The finale is this Thursday, which I have not been watching them, but I've been watching the highlights. Um. Every week, I probably will watch this last episode just to see what a train wreck it is. But we, we didn't talk about the Quan episode, which was, you say it wasn't that bad, but. It wasn't terrible. There were some dumb moments. There was, well, I mean, that's the whole series. There's dumb moments. but I mean, um, And the, it, the part where she drives into a sandstorm, eyes wide open. No window. A, no window, no nothing. She sees something. She stops her vehicle in a sandstorm. She sees something in a sandstorm. She walks out and someone puts a burlap sack over her head and kidnaps her. It was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like, that is like writing 101. It's like a smart writer would figure out a better way of doing that scene. Um, That was just like a monkey at a typewriter moment it was just like who wrote this why did they why did this you know i feel bad for the actress because it's not her fault her storyline sucks yeah um and then this past week it's a very predictable show we predicted there would be a quan episode we predicted that master chief and the um the chick there i don't know her name uh i can't think of it now they were going to do it. And guess what? They had a beautiful date on Reach City. And then they boned. And it was just like weird. It's like it's like a bizarre fan fiction Halo show where Master Chief is not Master Chief. He's just this dude who's who I don't know. It's just like they took an IP, that IP and stuck it on this. Like they took an iconic oh. figure and just generic them. Yeah, big time. And it doesn't even like seem like a real Halo product. It seems no. like the dollar store version of Halo. Yes, 
Very much so. Um, he's outside of the suit more than he's inside of the suit, which oh, he, we've talked about on this show before that I think the reasoning for that is it's unlike with the Mandalorian where they've bought into the idea of you don't need to see the actor's face all the time to be able to tell the story. But it's part of the do in the Mandalorian. But it's part of his lore too. So is it in Halo? There is nothing in Halo about him keeping his helmet on. It's he just, just never that, took it off. He's never he, taken he, off because he's a Spartan and there has been no need to. Yeah. So there is no lore. This is true. No, I think it's just, I think they, instead of going with the thought process of him, of buying into the lore-ish version of Halo where he never takes his helmet off because you're always in action. Right. In the video game. They went the opposite direction. Be like, well, when he's not fighting, he wouldn't be wearing his suit all the time. Right. Which is all the time in this show. But they counteract themselves with the fact that every other Spartan in the series, except for the one, the other one that took the emotional thing out of their back, is always shown in their uniform. Yeah. They're never not wearing, like, I think, like, one time they've all not been in their Spartan suits. Yeah. Like they don't have their helmet on, but they still have their suits on. Like they're walking right. around doing things without. He's got their... the Under Armour on. He's wearing form. like just his like yeah Under Armour. Naked. Everywhere. Walking around with his butt cheeks hanging out. Yeah, you know? but they're like always in their full suit, basically. So it doesn't like, make any sense. I don't know if they're like trying to like pull off the like trying to subliminally tell the story of well without the emotional chip, he doesn't feel like he has to wear a suit all the time. He has he's like more free to walk around as himself. I don't know. But it just like they try, they're like trying too, like heavy handedly to like give cheap story that makes no sense. Yeah. So, Mark, I will give you, I'm going to give you, I want to go back to a conversation we had a couple weeks ago. And you said, even just this last episode, really quick, like you were saying with Master Chief and McKee. McKee, yeah. Yeah, that's the, the girl that was part of the covenant. Their story, even in this last episode, made no sense. Well, they're watching the actual episode. I know you just see the recap, so you don't get the whole gist of it. But the fact that the episode starts, she's in her room. He comes in. They have the moment after they were on the Halo last episode. Right. Where they look at each other. And my first thought process this whole thing is if he's just now like learning about emotions when has he ever heard about sex how does he even know what that is how does it like even register with him about what that feeling is i don't know and this woman's an alien and how did well i mean she knows it from the book that she's had that he brought her so i mean like a makeout would make sense, but a full-blown right. love scene doesn't make any sense. It's like they just wanted to shoehorn in a love scene. Right. You know what would be good in this show? A love scene. Let's have that the leads make out and do it. I agree. Um, and then like she gets then after that, she like rips the, the laser beam out of her fingernail, which was disgusting. Gross. Why? That's a great much. weapon to have. I don't know why she would rip that out. Okay, I think it was like her, like them showing this that she's accepting her human side 
and rejecting her covenant side. Dude, after one bone? It must have been the yeah, best bone of all time. The, well, she hasn't ever had one before, so, you know. The only thing she's ever probably had in her was an alien, so. Jeez Louise. Like, this show makes no sense. And He's a Spartan, no, after all. They're both special. They're like the two out of a billion people that have the special DNA. And now they have sex, so now... Well, like, they, they do the whole, like, like, then they, like, went into the random story of Halsey has always been trying to somehow work with or agrees with what the covenant wants to do as opposed to the humans. Which doesn't make like any She sense. wants to get the hold of the halo for herself. And her assistant is really weird. Like, I never, like, I don't understand her assistants. He's a weird guy. He's just a weird, creepy guy that, like, works for her. And agrees with everything she says, like it's the law, like it's some kind of cult thing. I don't know what's going on with that. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't understand that at all. Like he's all like, I don't like that Cortana. She's taking my affections away from Halsey. Uh, like, I don't know what's going on here. Cortana watches Master Cheeks have sex, and then well, he's in her. She, she's in his head, so it's kind of hard not to. I know, but they can't like turn it off and not like see what's going on. Right. Then but- they like. Then Halsey goes to the thought process of their big plan in the episode is Halsey is going to have is going to let John take McKee to the artifact and then when they get to the artifact he's going to she's going to have Cortana turn off Master Chief and Cortana is going to take over Master Chief's body and use it as her own body there's no way. It's so so stupid. It's it, like, like, like he was so dumb that even the Cortana, like in the episode, Cortana is like, "This is a dumb plan. This makes no sense." It's like I don't want to be in Master Chief's body. I want my own body. I don't want Master Chief's body. And he took his chip out, which wouldn't that basically? No, because Cortana is invented and planted into his brainstem in this. Oh, like it's like God. she's like right, and like there's like a thing like right in the bottom of his brain where she's connected to his like internal system. That's why she can talk to him in his head without the helmet on. Right. Not like in the video game where he, she was just like a chip inside his matrix. In a helmet. helmet, yeah, she's an AI. He's like actually implanted into his body now. It's like a symbiote kind of. I, you know what? Thursday morning, I'm going to be watching this episode. I just want to see what the hell happens. Well, then they, like, as the thing's going on, they decide they're going to like have the other two or the other Spartans attack Master Chief. For some reason well because his emotional chips out yeah they probably know they knew that at the beginning she's known that he has taken it out but then they find out the other girl took hers out so they like beat her up and lock her up and then she breaks free oh my god and then she helps master chief in this fight and he's not in his uniform for some of reason because why would you put your suit on and then the humans find out that McKee was the one that did the thing on the ship that killed all the people. And then they like try to stop her. And then she like touches the artifact and she like, I think now they're going to say that she's going to run away with the artifact because she says goodbye to master chief on the halo. So all I know is I just looked while you were talking at the beginning and the next episode's title is, bamboozled 
So, you know who's been boozled? Been been boozled. All the Halo fans. That's yeah. who's been boozled. Well, let's. I'm going to go back to a conversation we had where you you were saying, you know, I think this show is made for not the fans. Yes. And on, not the fans of the video game. Right. So, I I this is just um, ancillary evidence of that. I yes. was at dinner with my family and my brother brought up the Halo show. And my father, who doesn't know anything about Halo, but watches science fiction and he has Paramount Plus and he loves all the science fiction on there. He goes, oh, yeah, I'm enjoying that. That's pretty good. And then my brother, Anthony, just goes, yeah, I tried to watch the first episode. The moment he took his helmet off, I was like, this ain't my Halo. And I could, I turned it off. And I just... I just said, ah, it's just not for me. But my brother was just like, you know, they did a good job with the covenant and they showed everything looked cool. But the moment he took his helmet off, I was like, I don't know, who, who the hell is this actor? I don't like him. I'm I'm not watching this anymore. <laughs> so there you go. I I think it is for a wide audience, not made for the gamers, but really just made for generic for people who like science fiction. My prediction is they already signed in for season two, but I bet you anything after season two will not be coming back. If I had to play, put money on it. Um, it's weird. Nobody's talking about this show other than a few people. It's getting harder and harder to get reviews um, about it because no one's really covering it anymore because it's really not that good. So... Uh, I just feel like season two is going to come out with a whimper. It'll end with a whimper. And that's my prediction. I don't, I don't see it going beyond season two. They're contracted to do a season two. So there yeah, you go. I mean, I think the show, like you were saying, I, I think if you take it, if you don't attach your preconceived video game thoughts to it, the show itself can still succeed. I still think if they get past this storyline of this, whatever they're trying to prove with this storyline this year. And Quan, get rid of Quan completely. Or I think if they like continue her story, but not as much, like if she's just like an ancillary character in the show and she's just like, we know that she's now the like person that accesses the portal to get to the Halo without having the artifact. Like, that's how Master Chief gets the Halo. Yeah. So he can do whatever they need to do to prolong the story. And then that goes away, whatever. But I think if they continue with the story of the way they're doing it, if they focus more on the fight between the humans and the coven Covenant and stay away from this, like, backstory of how, like, they're finishing up this backstory of how Master Chief becomes who he's going to be in this show as like no longer like controlled by the like an entity and he's his own army of one kind of thing like he was in the video game he's not i don't think that's gonna no, but i'm thinking like if they were to do that in yeah. season two like if season two was basically his thing of him going on his own being master chief from the video game fighting the covenant to solve this whatever or there's some kind of like, like there was in the video game where Reach gets taken out. The well, Reach is going to get taken out. 
Yeah, and the humans are, you know, because now McKee knows where the humans are. They can go into, you know. So I think that's where this is heading, is that that's going to be the thing, is that Master Chief is then humanity's last hope to survive, and he, like, goes after the Covenant, and the season two is just him wrecking house for the whole season. And they got to really, I don't think it's going to happen with these writers. No, but I mean, that's the, yeah. the, the hope is that if you're any kind of Halo fan, they get the people back into it. If you get through this basically, Growing. which would have been like the first two minutes of a video game. Right. Just telling the story and then just get into the actual game itself kind of thing. I think you bring everyone back, you know, like we want to see like that one episode of Master Chief fighting the Covenant Riding yeah. a warthog, jumping off a warthog, just killing every alien that he gets his sights on. That's the show we want. Yes, that's the show we want, and that's the show we're not getting really. No. So I don't I know. I think it's just that the like we've talked about before, you just have people who aren't fans of the game writing the show and are just writing a show that they want off of characters that they've been given. They don't know anything about it, so they can't like. And they're not even that, they're very generic. It's very yeah. generic, written. It's not yeah. clever. Because we've all yeah. predicted everything that's generally going to happen in the yeah. show. Yeah. Um, so. It's just one of those shows that would be better off at a different place. Yeah. We'll see on Thursday how this ends. We'll talk about it next week. Yeah. Um, Speaking of shows that ended that we haven't talked about yet. Yeah, we're going to end this show with Moon Knight. Moon Knight. We haven't talked about it. When Doctor Strange happened. The thing with my mom happened, so we didn't have a chance to talk about it then. So we're talking about it now. Moon Knight, the last two episodes. Holy balls. Was and this the best Marvel show ever? I, I put it up there. Definitely one of my faves. Yes. Um, I think it was unique, uniquely done. It really threw you off when when we enter the world of the uh, the hospital. When we're in the, yeah, uh, the psyche, basically. The psych ward. Well, his well, psyche, like his internal. Yeah, but like you're at first, like I'm like, where are we? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, is this real? Is this in his head? What is going on? Um, I love that stuff. And I think it made me really, yeah, like that was internal, right? That, yeah. that place. Um, it throws you off because I'm like, where, what, what are we doing here? What is going on? Well, I get, like I saw a lot of reviews after that and everyone was kind of worried like, oh, we're doing that trope of, you know, you're going into your head to solve your internal problems. And, but it wasn't that at all. It was just that was like his like purgatory kind of like his in-between place between reality and the afterlife, you know, like his own thing of trying to figure out what he wanted, where he was going to go kind of thing. Well, we, we figured out. The, we figured out two of the personalities because his his brother died um, and his mom speaking of a horrible mom here like she would, does not let it go that it was his fault that his brother died but it was his brother who wanted to go wanted him to go check out this cave um, and obviously he drowned um, so it wasn't his fault. He was a little kid, but the mom just wouldn't let it go. It was a constant reminder. And she just went down this deep, deep, dark path. Um, and he created another 
personality. Yeah. To cope. Yeah, to be like his protector, kind of, of yeah. his psyche. Yeah. And then he invented another one, which we didn't, which I knew about, but the story never knew about. I didn't know about it. I mean, I don't know anything about Moon Knight, but this, this, the, um, Jake Longley was just a taxi cab driver in the comic, from what yes. I've read. And yes. then, and in this one, he is a limousine driver. Yeah. Do you need to get that? That's probably my brother. Jake. But yeah, so the very ending, a post-credit scene is with um, Lockley, right? Did I say his name right? Yeah, I think that's how you say it, yes. He shows up and he's driving a limousine and what was on the license plate? You noticed it? It said um, the last name of another personality? Yeah. Spectre. That's Mark's last name. That means Mark Spectre has money. Yes. Which is something they didn't touch upon in this one, but in the comics, he was... He's a millionaire. He's a millionaire. Yeah. It makes sense because of the stuff he was doing. Yeah. He he would have money to do such things. Yeah, like he had like that locker that had all the stuff in it and everything. Right. And he's globe trotting all over the place. Yeah. You can't do that if you're working at a gift shop. Yeah. Um, So he shows up and Ethan Ethan Hawke's character gets in and he pulls a gun out and he shoots him. Which I didn't think we would get a resolve on Ethan Hawke's character, but that makes the most sense. Yeah. Are you... You seem to be... uh... No, I'm good. Okay. What did you think about uh, Layla becoming a Scarlet Scab, um, Scarab? Scarab. I thought that was awesome. I thought that was a great uh, introduction to another character. Because then it kind of like gives them another hero to use in that show. Yeah. Came up with Moon Knight on things. And then gives that, yeah. Because then in the storyline wise, Mark's not Moon Knight anymore. So he wouldn't know what's going on so they could kind of use that to get him back into being Moon Knight again like well, I mean, Layla knows that Moon Knight's out there still well Steve and Mark have pretty much uh, come to terms with uh, Con- uh, Conchu right that's what I got out of it no at the end he like says he released them remember he says he released Mark from this like deal of being Moon Knight and then like Oh, up in the uh, insane asylum. Steve and Stephen. Yes. Moon Knight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Stephen and Stephen and Mark are freed from the Moon Knight responsibility, and right. then Jake gets him out of the uh, hospital, throws him in the limo, and Conchu's sitting there in the suit, and then he introduces him to Jake. So, yeah, there is definitely more person. Yeah, Ethan Hawk, yeah. Ethan Hawk's in his sandstone. That's what it was. Yeah. Right. So, so it's open to what more to come. Yeah. So, in Mark and Steven's psyche, they've been released from being Moon Knight, but now Moon Knight is Jake. So, that's me that internal, like season two, I think would be part of season two, would be that internal struggle of Mark and Steven trying to take back control of the Moon Knight. 
from Jake because Jake's like just basically a weapon of Kanchu. He just gets pointed in a direction and destroys now, without any thought to you know consequences or anything. I, I got to ask you this, and I think I know the answer. Does this imply those moments when he blacked out, that was Jake? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Yes. Yes. Because that obviously we we've seen Mark, and yeah. he's not a fighter. Yes. And we've seen Stephen. He can fight, but no, Stephen Mark's the fighter. Stephen's the. I'm sorry. On fighter. Yes. I keep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. But the blackouts would be like none of them are aware. Yeah. And that makes sense. Like I know, like like uh, we were talking about this with John, and John's like, I, I it was kind of weird that they the final fight is a, a blackout. Yeah. But. It makes sense because it wasn't neither of them. And yeah. that would have ruined the surprise Yeah, that it was Jake doing those. also goes back to the scene in the purgatory spark where they like pulled Stephen out of his sarcophagus. And then they show the other room where the sarcophagus is shaking and rattling and fighting and kind of implied, oh, there's a third yeah. psyche in here. And that's who that was. Yeah. And that's the one that Kanchu was really wanting to right. be in charge, but used Mark as the conduit so that way, you know, he can manipulate Mark to do his bidding. Um, so they really needed him to destroy things. They would flip the switch to Jake. To Jake. Yeah. So that makes totally, he is just a killer. He's a yeah. hit man. He doesn't care. And I like that. I mean, it didn't well, because then it could go to the back to the story that they kind of told, like they told in the this set season of when uh, they said someone killed Layla's, like Mark killed Layla's parents. Or Layla's oh, yeah, dad. yeah, yeah, yeah. It might not, it would have been, it could have been Jake. And then Mark took over the switch. And he didn't, he... And that's when that scene of him being attacked was from, because he had switched back at that point and everyone was like what do you mean you don't want to kill this guy we were that's what we're here for yeah so like some of the missions he went on that he might not remember was jake doing them not him right so that like opens up a whole nother part of the story that they've never actually delved into before because it's always been mark was the mission the, the mercenary that did all these things and then they just basically made Jake like a random side character that he just used as a ends to a means kind of thing to kind of shut off everything and just become Jake. Yeah, yeah. So they didn't announce season two, so I I was surprised we didn't get one of those tags. They didn't announce it, but I mean, they left it very open ended. Yeah, the series. It's not like they ended it with like a finale type thing. Like Ethan, they're gonna movie. Like they had Jake pretty much kill Ethan Hawke's character, right? In the car. Well, they never showed his body, but they showed shooting happening, so they kind of assumed that's what was going on. So we could get a Moon Knight movie, which I think would be. I think it was well done to get an origin story as a TV show. I think we should get all origin stories at a TV show. I don't think it needs a TV. I don't think it needs a movie. I think you could turn season two into a show. But a movie would be great. I think you can slide Moon Knight into a movie. Yeah. I don't think he has to have his own movie. I think he could just be a character in another person's movie. Maybe that's what's going to happen. Maybe he'll show up in something. Like in like a Blade or Black Knight. 
Yeah. Like in that universe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we did get an announcement for Loki season two, which starts in this we June. Did. Yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah. But what do you say for uh, Moon Knight season one overall, Mark? What is your what is your review? Um, I will admit I have bias. This is one of my favorite Marvel characters. Uh, I will even still give it a, a 10 out of 10. I think it was the best Marvel series we've gotten so far, like in total storytelling wise, and action wise. And it was, I think, the closest to a comic book of all of them, mm. like with the action and the like grandeur of the fight scenes and the, the alligator lady fighting Conchu in the background and the actual fights and everything. And that was cool. Just like, yeah, the brutality of it. It's like, it wasn't like a watered down, like the other ones not have been as watered down, but like the fighting has been kind of watered down. It wasn't as brutal. Yeah. In the comic books. And Moon Knight's always been a rougher character. Right. Like, I think Marvel Knights was invented for him and Punisher, basically. So. And, you know, um, uh, yeah, totally. I mean, I agree. I, I, I would say this is a 10 out of 10 for me. Yeah. Um, I agree with everything you just said. I, I, I say the writing is top notch. The action, it really felt like a Marvel movie just cut up into parts. Um, I just thought yeah. it was very well done the whole way through. Um, so, yeah, it's a 10 out of 10 for me. Um, I think Loki and Moon Knight are my two favorites so far. Yeah. Um, all right, Mark. Well, next week we'll, we'll we're, we're both going to watch Halo. I will watch it. We'll see how this show ends. We'll talk about it next week. Um, yeah. But hopefully we'll figure something out. Hopefully we can get maybe we can get uh, Matt Ryan on. Yeah, I'll reach out to him as soon as we're done. I'll figure out what his week's like this week end or early next week that we can do something. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. it's been a show. It's been a show and we're still we're a little bit thrown off because we're still working on our bigger idea of coming back into the studio and doing the show. So it's no longer on the Zoom. Yeah. It's getting tougher to communicate to the Zoom, not like communicate, but just like I feel like we're losing the magic. So, yes, we, we well, we got to hammer out the details. Yes. Yeah. And I've talked to my brother about it and he's into helping out. So. All right. Just figuring out the time of things and all that so yeah being consistent figuring out a good time yeah um yeah some more news on that as we get closer to that happening but yeah yeah so we got halo and we'll have more to talk about next week hopefully getting ready for uh clipscon or or our next big movie right. so yeah 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 all right he's a big man and we don't have this problem where people no. just walk in in the middle of the show. So someone just says you got a big one and hands a piece of paper. No, it says they need a piece of paper. Oh, I thought it totally they, they said you got a big one. No, so they need a piece of paper. Oh. All right, here's a piece of paper. Thank you. Goodbye. All right. But all that and more here on the podcast. See you Here's next week. Like, subscribe. Yes. And then, uh, As always, be well, be safe.
be kind. Rewind. Bye, everybody. <laughs>